Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas and Taylor Raglan. Uh, it is spring break, fellas, which doesn't mean a whole lot for us, but yeah. as far as um, at least the um, the soccer teams that we cover, it feels like just about everybody is off for the entire week, so uh, what a better time to uh, to clue everybody in on just what is uh, what is at stake heading into the uh, the final week of the regular season, which is next week. So um, yeah, so we're going to devote this week to kind of breaking down the high school soccer landscape landscape in our coverage area. Today we're going to focus on the happenings over on uh, some girls soccer. And then on Thursday we're going to touch on our, uh, our boys schools. And I guess for this we can um, you know bat around some talk about some 6XA, some 9-6A. And as we were just talking beforehand, Justin, um, not a whole lot of drama heading into the home stretch for uh, one of the most competitive soccer districts in the state. No, you can um, kind of almost start to look ahead to the playoffs and seedings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned one of the most competitive districts in the state because if you look at the most recent TASCO rankings, mm-hmm. you have, well, I guess I'll run down the standings first. You have Coppell in first, they're 12-0, Marcus second, 9-2-1, Hebron third, 8-3-1, and, and Flower Mound fourth at 7-5-0. and oh. So all four of those teams have already clinched playoff spots. Um, Coppell is ranked number two in the region behind South Lake Carroll. Marcus is ranked number three in the region. Hebron is ranked number five in the region. And Flower Mountain <laughs> is ranked number eight in the region. Jeez. So four of the top eight ranked teams in the region are in this district. So, um, yeah, very competitive. And I guess you see that in the standings. And then you see it in the goal differential. Coppell, they're 12-0. and 0. They have 36 points. They've outscored their district opponents 45-3. to 3. Yes. Excuse me? <laughs> yes, they've outscored their opponents in district 45-3. to Wow. Marcus is in second. They're 9-2-1, so they're eight points back, so they can't catch them even with two matches remaining. Mm-hmm. They've outscored their opponents 38-8. to <coughs> They've lost twice to Coppell. Their only other um, non-win was a draw against Hebron, who's outscored their opponents 42-9. to Then you have Flower Mound, the only other team with a positive goal differential, 27-17. Mm-hmm. So pretty clear-cut, the top four teams in yeah. this district. And then... Um, so you could have a little change. Hebron could catch up to um, Marcus, um, but if you look at the common opponents, you would expect Marcus and Hebron to both kind of win out. Marcus finishes with MacArthur and Louisville, and Hebron finishes with Louisville and Irving. So assuming they both win their last two matches, you'll have you know Coppell mm-hmm. first, Marcus second, Hebron third, and then Flower Mound. I guess could possibly catch Hebron, but again, if it, nobody slips up, you know those are the mm-hmm. that's going to be the order. If you want to think back to, I guess, when you were making your district predictions back before this all got started, has this district kind of held form compared to what you were, uh, I guess, thinking initially? Yeah, absolutely. Or? I thought these would be the, the four best teams, the, and then I thought 
Yeah, you know, I thought Louisville might be up a little, mm-hmm. a little higher, but you know, the kind of rebuilding. So I thought they might have been in fifth and not sixth, but I didn't really think they would really push too hard for a playoff spot. So this is pretty much how I saw it playing out. Um, maybe you could have juggled the standings a little because of what Marcus lost last year. You know, Flower Mound got off to a good start, but pretty, pretty much, you know, these are pretty close. To Close teams and pretty much what I saw coming. I mean, to have three of the top five in that region. Yeah. You got to wonder then how that's going to play out come uh, come postseason time. Well, the one thing you have to also look to in the postseason is you know it's tough to project wins and stuff. But yeah. if you do, we would get one of these ridiculous yet incredible third round matches where you would have number one South Lake Carroll playing number two Capel in the third round. <laughs> Additionally, that's those teams are ranked fourth and fifth in the nation by top drawer soccer. So you wow. would have two of the top five teams in the nation playing in the third round of the playoffs just because of how those brackets break down with the yep. district champs, you know. Meanwhile, over in District 96A, it is the exact opposite. Anything but predictable, <laughs> yeah. let's put it that way. We do have the one seed figured out. We know that's Allen, but everything else is still up for grabs. That district just got it got more con- it gets more convoluted by the week, it seems. And um, with two matches remaining, there is a three-way tie for second place in District 96A uh, between Prosper, McKinney Boyd, Plano West. All three of them have 16 points apiece. 12 behind Allen, which is... We can at least talk about Allen first before we get to the, uh, the log jam, because... Um, you know the Lady Eagles. They uh, you know they graduated some some talented seniors from last yep. season. They have a you know a change at head coach. You know bringing in uh, Kelly Thompson, and they have not missed a beat. And they're just every bit as dominant as they were last year. They um, you know a plus twenty goal differential. They've outscored their opponents in district play twenty two to two. Um, hmm. Yeah, and the goals allowed, you know, once against, you know, sixth place Plano East, another against seventh place McKinney, and outside of that, I mean, they have shut out <laughs> the see, you know, those the three teams that are tied for second place, all were shut out by uh, by Allen. Um, you know, it's just a it's a testament to the to the work on the uh, on the back line, you know, led by Madison Williams, the reigning defensive player of the year from six six A last season, plus the work in goal by Jennifer Peters, who I believe got goalkeeper of the year last year. I mean, their defense is just as stout as you'll find in the in the state, and then the offense has been incredibly balanced over their last uh, seven matches, um, a stretch where they've outscored their opponents 12-1. to 1. Those 12 goals have been split between seven players. So everything from you know Jordan Colbert, Laurel Landry, Ashley Williams, Haley Spray, Addie Tate, Andrea Ridgely, Abigail Seuss. I mean, there's just so many weapons that Allen can beat you with and a team that is, uh, yeah, they've already got the district title locked up, second consecutive year that they will enter spring break with the district title in tow and probably looking at another pretty impressive playoff run coming yep. up. All things, uh, all things considered, but um, so new coach for them this year, right? Yeah, said Kelly yep. Thompson came over yeah. after winning some state titles over at Ursuline and has uh, has picked up right where Coach Albury left off last season. So yes, another strong campaign on the pitch for the Allen girls. But the uh, the real drama is what's happening below the Lady Eagles, whereas Allen has just laid waste to everybody else. The plot has indeed thickened with Prosper Boyd and Plano West all in a uh, in a logjam for um for second place. And of those three teams right now, um, so like I said Allen has twenty eight points and first, then you have those three in second place with 16 points, and then four back from that um, from that three-way tie is Plano mm-hmm. in fifth place. They have 12 points. Plano East has made a, a pretty impressive second-half surge. They are still in the mix. They have 11 points in sixth place. Uh, McKinney bringing up the rear with just two. Um, so... 
The, um, I mean, the big thing in just looking at these three teams is that if you're just going to kind of gauge on who's playing, you know, the best at this juncture yeah. of the season, um, you got to look at a team like Prosper, yeah. which has uh, has yeah. really really uh, picked it up in recent weeks. You know, I was out there last uh, last Wednesday when they shut out Plano West, one of those teams that they're tied with. Now they beat them five nothing, <laughs> and that's that's not easy to do. No, 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 it's not. West, yeah. West is it takes a lot of pride in their defense mm-hmm. and brought back a lot. Yeah, um, you know, in the backfield. And, and takes a lot of pride in winning, mm-hmm. you know, tight matches and, and not letting opponents score a lot. So to go out, I mean, to go out and win five nothing in this district against anybody mm-hmm. is impressive. But especially, I mean, that's a team that takes a lot of pride in that. So yeah, that's that's a that's a little bit of an eye opening result there for sure. Uh, Prosper, the only other team besides Allen in the district that has a. Um I guess a, a goal differential of more than plus one. <laughs> you have Allen, who's you know, leading overall with a goal differential of plus 20, Prosper at plus 16. That is 15 ahead of third place Boyd in, as far yeah. as goal differential goes. So, yes, at least as far as just the sheer uh, statistics go, it would seem to uh, make sense that Prosper is playing at a, at a bit of a higher caliber than um, everybody not named Allen in the district. And yeah. a lot of it just has to do with that team getting healthy. You, know? yeah. you think back to... Um, I I mean, it wasn't. I mean, what is it today? Today's March 11th. Um, you know, you look at the Tasco poll back in you know a month ago, February 4th. Prosper was actually the number one ranked team in Region Two in 6A. Um, but since then, you know, they had um, as you know as will happen to teams, they had to battle through some injuries, and their um, the results were a little bit up and down. But they've really, really picked it up. You know, in recent weeks, um, you look at you know, I mean, they lost to Boyd and West during mm-hmm. the first half of district. Have beat them both. Um, in the second half, and yeah, I mean, you had players like Lauren Miller who scored twice against West, um, as did uh, Juliana Robinette. Um, the freshman Jordan Herrera got in on that, on that, uh, in that win on Wednesday. Just a team that is, you know, back to full strength and starting to play with the kind of promise that they showed earlier in the season. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Keep an eye on the Lady Eagles heading into the into the home stretch. Not sure how they're. Obviously, this is a district that's my beat, so I'm not sure how their um, boys team is doing. But is Prosper? Are they on pace to make the playoffs in every sport again right now? Pretty much, yeah. Boys Their are boys in, team is like in second yeah, place. Yeah, boys in second place yeah. as well. So they're they're basically so Allen Junior right now. <laughs> so they've made this jump to six A, and if yep. they get through in softball and baseball, they'll have made it in every sport again. Yep, pretty impressive. <laughs> Without <laughs> much I, trouble, I them, in a lot of cases. I like, having a pretty solid softball team. I'm not sure about baseball. Yeah, I saw them play. I mean, unrelated. I saw them play Plano East, and pretty good there too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah it's, they made it's, that jump quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, it's really no surprise. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, the difference between really really good five A teams and I mean, granted, you're jumping into nine six A, which is we shouldn't crazy, be surprised. But, but I think when we talked about it during the summer, I don't think because we, we, really we, did, no. we just didn't know because I don't yeah. know. I just you kind of need the evidence in front of you to yeah. know how they're going to handle that transition. Which but. props to Brian, the guy that covers them, because the whole time he's just been like, okay, we'll see, <laughs> y'all y'all will find out. That's Brian, though. Yeah. that's Brian. <laughs> Um, so let's see. Uh, but then you have a team like uh, like Plano, which is just mm-hmm. four points back of that uh, of that three way tie, still mathematically alive. So yep. and they have games left against Prosper and McKinney Boyd. So there's still play. If the Lady yep. Wildcats are going to make a playoff push. Then hey, that's it's yeah. all right there in front of them. You get two wins next week, and you're uh, you're probably uh, you're probably sitting pretty good in that respect. Um, you know, but the results have been a little bit up and down over the last uh, over the second half of district. Just one, two, and one. Um, but yeah, they'll not only need those wins um, just from a, t- a tiebreaker standpoint um they can you know obviously if they beat you know boyd and prosper they could clinch the head-to-head tiebreaker against both of them so uh, yes 
plenty to play for for the uh, for the Lady Wildcats as well. Um, let's see, is there? And I mean, yeah, then Plano East. I mean, Plano East technically alive. Is, I, I guess mean, they're, they're Plano East is the Undertaker right now. Yeah. They were just, uh, <laughs> I mean, just dead and buried after the first half of district, and they have um, knocked off some. I mean, they, they're the only team that has did not get def- outright defeated by Allen. They were able to tie the Lady Eagles in the uh, in their second uh, in the second half of district play. Plano, Plano East is playing with a lot of uh, spirit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll just see what the uh, what is in store for the Lady Panthers, and that is a look at, at the very least in what's happening in uh, District Six Six A and Nine Six A. Still got some action over in uh, Mesquite and the Garland area, plus all of our Five A programs, and we will um, get to that in just a moment after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, and we are back with the second half of the Girls Soccer Podcast special here. Uh, it's Kendrick Johnson, Brian Murphy, that's Devin Hassan. We've done a line change here uh, to talk girls soccer. Uh, you know, Matt, Justin, and Taylor just got done talking a lot of 6-6-A, a lot of 9-6-A. So why not stick with the rest of the 6-A teams we cover in 10-6-A, 11-6-A? That's your jurisdiction over there with the, with the mesquites and, and, <laughs> and the saxies of the world on all that, all that good stuff. So what's, what's kind of going on in those neck of the woods right now? Uh, well, in 10-6-A, we'll start there. Uh, we are coming down to the wire uh, with Rylet and Saxie. Mm-hmm. I know that's a common theme in all sports it seems like um, but uh, these are two I guess traditional powers uh, in terms of being able to make the playoffs make some noise in the playoffs but uh, you know Rowlett is currently in first place with 36 points Saxe in second place with 35 points hmm. um, it's it's just been that kind of season uh, real quick you know Wiley's going to be the third seed Damon Forrest is the fourth seed uh, but Rowlett and Saxe and as fate would have it these two teams meet there's only one match left in the regular season in this district and uh, March 19th when they get back to action uh these two teams meet over at Rowlett so um you know I, I think these are two very good teams uh Rowlett um Taylor Conway their sophomore she has turned into one of the leading scorers in the area uh, but they have so many different weapons Jolie Terry uh, just had four goals in a game the other night Grace Fedoski Sydney Wallace uh, just a very well-rounded team uh Saxe's kind of had to do it by committee this year they don't have the star power they've had in recent years but uh, they found a way um and they actually won the first meeting in a shootout so uh, it all comes down to this uh to a week and Tuesday so it should be interesting you know, I, I like games that in the regular season, you know, like that with the two top teams in district kind of get you ready for playoffs. And it's kind of like an extra playoff game, you know, to, to get the ball rolling heading in the postseason. It is, and certainly with the district title on the line, mm-hmm. no one's going to be resting. No one's going to be, you know, it, it's whoever gets one one or two seeds, um, you know, they're going to be facing off with 9-6-8 in the first round. So whoever comes out, it, with the seedings, they're going to have a tough battle regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's just a beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but like you mentioned, it is a good tune-up, um, you know, just in terms of having that kind of playoff atmosphere going in. And then, and then in 11-6-A, mm-hmm. um, this, uh, you know, as far as my teams go, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we're going to get one Mesquite ISD team in, maybe, but that's not even a guarantee. Uh, Rockwall Heath and Tyler Lee are battling it out for the, the district championship. Longview's in as the third seed. Uh, that leaves Horn and Rockwall currently tied for fourth with 13 points. North Mesquite with an outside shot with nine, um, but I think it really comes down to Horn and Rockwall. Uh, the one thing going in Horn's favor, it, it does have an extra game to play. This, this district has two more matches, but Rockwall still has to go on their bye. 
So they only have one chance to pick up points, mm. albeit they play last place Mesquite uh, in their district finale, so it's a good chance for them to pick up three points. Uh, Horn really with a must-win game against North Mesquite coming back because they closed with Rockball Heath, who could be playing for a district championship in their finale. So, um, you know, this is a Horn team that's made the playoffs in 11 of the last 12 years, looking to make it 12 of 13, but uh, again, have to win that North Mesquite game uh, and then possibly pick up a point against Heath, which they're totally capable of doing. Mm-hmm. They push into the wire uh, in the first meeting. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's a chance that uh, all four of these playoff bursts in 11 6 say go to non Mesquite ISD mm. teams. <laughs> Well, we'll be praying for those Mesquite schools over there in 11-6A. Uh, So I guess that leads us to 5A. We have a bunch of 5A teams. I know I have a million 5A teams. You have very good uh, ones. At that, some state-ranked 5A squads. You have uh, McKinney North uh, girls uh, doing well. Tell tell me the lowdown on McKinney North girls soccer right now. Defense, defense, and more defense. They've only given up um, three goals the whole district slate. Two of them were to Wiley East and a loss. And one of them was the Prince in the first game. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shutouts in district. Wow. So you ain't giving them no goals. You can't lose. Is that a testament to the, the back line or the goalkeeper or the style of play? What, what is A little bit of everything. They're, they're just more advanced than people in this district. They, they can go in 9-6-A and compete. They're, they're, they're that wow. talent of a team. But uh, for them, it's going to be what can they do when they see those Frisco teams? Because I don't know who's in fourth place over there, but I'm pretty sure fourth place and second place in this district. Yeah, so it, speaking of that district, there's – there's about I, I, you're looking at Liberty Heritage Memorial and Lebanon Trail all have a chance to get the four seat with two games left. So North can play anybody. It's really, they really could. You know, it, the only two things that are certain uh, in the the girls' district. Yeah, no it, way for it. Those Wakeland. It's they're not the best team right now oh. in nine five a, which is the scary part. The defending state champions. You know, it's Frisco Independence right now. They're fifteen one and one. They have forty six points. Granted, those, those points are a little inflated. They split. They tied the the first time they played a two two game. You know, I have to check. That's a that's a that's a good question. But they they I was there for that that meeting early in the year. It was a really windy game. So Wakeland scored the first two. Uh, they were up two zero at the half because they had the wind. Independence got the two goals in the second half because they had the wind. Man, in Independence. They are stacked. You know, you, everyone wants to talk about Wakeland in this district, but, you know, they're, they're leading the district. They're state ranked. I believe last time I checked on top drawer, they were one ranking ahead of Frisco Wakeland. They have a girl named Landry Corbett, a junior. She's got 22 goals, 16 assists. Uh, they've outscored their, their opponents 64 to 20 this season uh, in 17 total games. Uh, you know, they have a bunch of other girls. Ashley Merrill, another junior, she's got 11 goals. Uh, Talon Neiman, she's got six goals and 16 assists. You have Blythe Obar, a defender. She's got two game-winning goals. Or Avery Brandt, I should say, has two game-winning goals uh, this year from the back line. Do you think they you think they could be able to do good in the playoffs? Oh, for sure. But um, Do you think they got the resolve? You know how Wakeland has that resolve, like – they're going to find a way. Well, did Wakeland have that resolve last year? Because Wakeland had a hard time getting over the hump against teams like Highland Park last year, and then finally they got over that hump. But I think, to answer your question, I think the team best suited to make a deep playoff run is Wakeland since they've been there, done that. You know, granted they have a new coach, I'm but sorry, it's Jimmy Langford. Jimmy Langford's won state titles all through McKinney. And, Two, and, he won and, a, he's won one at McKinney North and, and McKinney Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so now he's here with this championship team at Wakeland already, but 
you know, I'm not so sure that Wakeland is the best team in this district, seeing that Independence is there. And then you also have Centennial, a team that won a state title in 2015. They have that three seed locked up. And then, like I said, there's a million teams fighting for that fourth spot. It's going to go down uh, to the wire. There's some there's some different matchups that are favorable for some teams. But, you know, you still have Heritage that has to play Wakeland. You have uh, Liberty that has to play Centennial. You, you know, you have Memorial that still has to play Heritage and Lebanon Trail. And Lebanon Trail still has to play Memorial. And then they play Lone Star, who's at the bottom of the pack, so that could benefit you know, Lebanon Trail. But, they, man, there's so much to be played out <laughs> in these final two uh, final two games. Any games at the start? Like that, so the, so the win they do. Factor. Wakeland plays next week at the start, I believe, on a Wednesday. I think it's a doubleheader, but I have to go double-check. They, they do a, a, a game at the start each week with with the different Frisco teams. It's it's nice. They, you know, you don't have... Because this time of year, that <laughs> wind is... Rush? That wind is... Gu- no, they don't, you got to pay for those. Uh, but, you know, they, the wind is gusting it, and, you know, it impacts the game, and, you know, terribly in, in a lot of these matchups, and especially strategy, in the playoffs. And strategy. Yeah, and you, you have to play a completely different way one and for one half, and then play a completely different way the second half. And that's how it was, like I said, when I saw Wakeland and Independence play uh, early in the year, back when it was cold and windy. I'd love to see them play at the star and really to see who who the best team uh, in that district is right there. Who's the best player is uh, Gracie Stores? You know, I, it's Gracie Bryant. She she scores one or two goals every game. Special. She, she, she like five foot two, this big <laughs> that will make you look silly. Yeah, she, we've, we've had her on the podcast before. She's you know that that striker, that center forward for Wakeland. She's she, getting the steal. Yeah, she, she's kind of like Messi. If she gets that ball in that box, she's going to work her magic, and she's got to boot it with her left foot. You know, Landry Corbett over at Independence is really special as well. Like I said, twenty two goals, sixteen assists. Those are insane. Uh, insane numbers there. Uh, but she went to all-area MVP. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping later down the road an Independence-Wakeland soccer matchup would be would be fun stuff. And now what's what's going on over with the uh, the 5A Mesquite schools? 13-5A uh, is about the 40s. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> as far as the district title is concerned, uh, Forney uh, has 31 points. Uh, North Forney with 27. Uh, those teams still have to play. And um, actually, North Forney has an extra game uh, in their pocket as well, so they have a chance to pick up some more ground. Uh, as far as the Mesquite ISD teams, they are in the playoff hunt. Uh, Poteet and Terrell are currently tied for third place mm-hmm. with 16 points. West Mesquite, uh, back there with, at, with 12 um, Still with an outside shot, but it's going to be tough. Now, I've seen West Mesquite play in the first round the last few years, but they've always had to play the, the Frisco's or the, they ran to Prosper one year. I think it was the second. One of those early rounds, and they just just couldn't compete. Yeah. And didn't they have a new head coach come in as well? West, West Mesquite, yeah, for, for, has been there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, they're going to be – they don't have that playoff experience in terms of, you know, they've, they've been bounced in the first round when they've been able to make it there. Boutique, conversely, are, is going for their 23rd straight wow. playoff appearance. Um, Boutique, though, has run into those Frisco schools in the, in the second round. It's, you know, it, it's, it's getting kind that of odd how, they're, how they're, okay, they're, yeah. the brackets have aligned uh, sometimes because there was even a couple of years ago where this district or, or the Boutique, uh, West Mesquite district, would get a bye in the first round and then they get yeah. Frisco in the second. And yeah. so it was uh, not a good matchup there. But uh, I really expect Poteet to come out of this. Um, you know, they have a new coach. They have a lot of new players. Um, but they've kind of put it together when they've had to in some key matches here recently. They play Lancaster when they come back from the break, who's in last place. Okay. Um, I think they won 12 nothing the first game. So 
unless something has drastically changed should over be, the last should be three points coming uh, it should be three points which would sew it up again West Mesquite is still mathematically alive but they need a lot to happen mm-hmm. so I think Petite as far as my Mesquite teams uh, will come out of this district probably with the third seed um, and again they had that different side of the region where they avoid the Frisco schools they avoid McKinney North mm-hmm. until you know three four rounds deep so um, it's hard to forecast when they're playing those East Texas schools but uh, you know this has been uh, a group that's been able to make some nice runs uh, in recent years and in recent sports. We saw it uh, in the winter. We saw it back in the fall uh, going against that East Texas competition. So, you know, if Poteet gets in and they get that third seed, I think they have the, the ability to make a little bit of noise. Yeah, because I know from because I know the East Texas region, they get the lighter because like the more for soccer, the more competitions in Southeast Texas, and they play the Houston schools. You got the PNGs of the world; they play mm-hmm. the Houston. So they they luck out because like um, uh, as good as Longview and them are in basketball, they're not that good in soccer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like I say, it's it's so hard to tell because you don't have that common competition. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say how how good Lufkin is if you know based on their record or mm-hmm. Sulphur Springs exactly. or whatnot, but. You know, in some sports, you'll, you'll see a team come in with a, a great record, and, and they'll just get, you know, pasted in the first round. And then you have a team like Sulphur Springs, uh, what was it, boys basketball, mm-hmm. you know, that where they came out and they had a great record, didn't know how good they were, well, they proved how good they were. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just so hard to tell, but, um, you know, again, it's the first things first, you got to wrap up that playoff berth, and that's what Potis looking to do when they get back from spring break. And another team that's wrapped up a playoff berth, might have a district title coming their way, is Little Elm. You know, they lose their head coach, Jimmy Langford. He goes to Wakeland. You know, you can't blame him there for wanting to go to the defending state champions uh, just right down the road from Little Elm. But, you know, Manuel Cordova has come in from Abilene, and he's done a tremendous job. Little Elm is 17-2-2, in district. They're just coming off a big win against Lake Dallas last week. They play Denton Ryan tonight, and then they finish up next week against Northwest. You know, they could sew that district title up and have that number one seed heading into the playoffs. The last couple years, they've had to face Frisco Centennial in the first round, and it hadn't worked out for them. They don't have to face those Frisco schools in the first round this, this time around. So uh, a, a deeper, a much more successful playoff run could be in the near future uh, for the Lady Lobos there. Had to shout them out before, uh, before we let uh, this podcast wrap up. But that will just about do it for the, the girls' soccer edition. Make sure to stay tuned for the boys' edition later this week. That's Kendrick Johnson. I'm Brian Murphy, and that's Devin Hassan. We'll see you later this week. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.